Good afternoon with KSOM, KS95 News. I'm Tom Robinson. Things are getting back to normal in western and southwest Iowa after yesterday's blast of winter. Strong winds caused icy power lines to move up and down or gallop. And galloping lines are bad because the movement can cause the circuit to go out. You can damage equipment and even take down an entire pole. Jeff Greenwood of Mid-American Energy. He says that conditions caused more than 13,000 power outages in Council Bluffs, most restored by the end of the day. A Des Moines man and three juveniles faced charges following a pursuit early this morning in Montgomery County. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office arrested Gray Don Moore on a Dallas County warrant for conspiracy to commit a forcible felony. The juvenile driver faces charges of possession of a stolen vehicle, felony eluding, and a Polk County warrant for fourth-degree theft. The second juvenile is charged with interference with official acts, providing false information to law enforcement, and Polk County warrant for assault causing bodily injury and eluding. The third juvenile was charged with interference with official acts and was a missing juvenile. At approximately 12.39 a.m. this morning, Montgomery County deputies attempted a traffic stop at Highway 34 and E Avenue. The vehicle took off, leading law enforcement on pursuit, reaching speeds of 105 miles per hour. Red Oak police officers placed stop sticks at Highway 34 and G Avenue near Red Oak. The fleeing vehicle ran over the stop sticks, causing it to enter the ditch. The occupants fled on foot and were apprehended by law enforcement officers. The three juvies were sent to a juvenile detention center in the Council Bluffs. Donmer is being held in the Montgomery County Jail, awaiting extradition to Dallas County. The CAM School Board met in a work session on Monday night to discuss future enrollment numbers and how that might affect future attendance centers in the district. The school board is studying enrollment projections and what it would look like for attendance centers. And some of the conversation was to go from three to two to one over a period of time. Those are some of the thoughts that were shared in the meeting and the process all discussion, no public input. CAM School Superintendent Paul Cron. He says the board will vote on a resolution next month on assembling a facility committee. We'll meet with our board facility committee of Mike Pygman and Kara Murphy, generate a list for the board to consider in our December board meeting, and then try to get that committee started as soon as possible. And then the other thing the board would like to consider in the December meeting is to set the time frame for consideration of closing an attendance center, which will be in May instead of June as proposed. Part of that is part of staff reduction. And then they thought uh, if we could get a couple of these things going a little sooner, uh, they can make the decision a month sooner. Mr. Cron provided the board with a five-year enrollment projection by grade, open enrollment out and in, building configurations, physical structures, and the number of principals employed in the district. He also called 21 school districts with similar beds enrollment figures. He says 11 of the districts had one building, two principals, nine districts with two buildings and two principals, and one district with two and a half buildings. Cron says community meetings will be held between December and May in consideration of closing an attendance center. Ottoman City Councilman Nick Weiss, who is moving out of the city limits, announced his resignation at the November regular city council meeting. At Monday's special meeting, the council decided to fill the vacancy by appointment. We will be advertising for anybody that would be interested in being appointed by the council to serve until the next general election. We'll be taking written notifications till end of business December 9th into my office. Audubon City Clerk Joe Foran. He says one year remains in the term, which ends in December of 2023. 
Cass County Board of Supervisors this morning approved a federal aid agreement for a county highway bridge program project for Bridge 319 on Highland Road, that's G30, over Indian Creek. Mandy Billings has the details. The total project cost is around $2,110,000. Actually, it's 80% of its federal aid in our highway bridge program. There's no local match or anything in this, so it's all out of two funds of our highway bridge program that are outside of the county budget with the DOT. So 80% of it is going to be federal aid, highway bridge program, and then the other 20% is swap from the state. Cass County engineer Trent Wolken said this bridge has been on the five-year program since 2004. A letting will be held in January, and the project will take place in the 2023 or 2024 construction year. The supervisors also approved contracts to A.M. Coron and Sons and Murphy Heavy Contracting for a bridge project on 680th Street and a bridge project south of White Pole Road, west of Anita, south of the Sail Barn. Wolken also noted that they have started backfilling the culvert on Fairview Road, and it should be open within a week. In other news, the supervisors approved a memorandum of agreement between the Iowa Department of Transportation and Cass County for Cass County to issue driver's licenses. I'm Andy Bellings reporting. The Adair County Board of Supervisors approved the proposal for the design services bid for the design services contract for the North 19 Lincoln Bridge replacement project this morning. Tax increment to finance funds will be used to pay for the cost of the design of the project at a cost of $61,270. The Board of Supervisors also approved the 2018 agreements for fuel with the City of Greenfield, Greenfield Municipal Utilities, Nottoway Valley Schools, and Adair County Conservation. Basically just says that we'll purchase a year's supply of fuel. Adair County Engineer Nick Kaufman. The supervisors also approved a 2018 agreement with the City of Greenfield for salt and sand. Well, construction of the Griswold Child Care Development Center will soon begin. Mandy Billings reports. Footings for the new Child Care Development Center in Griswold are being dug and the foundation will be poured soon. We want that to go through a, a wintertime freeze cycle and uh, we anticipate in March, you'll start seeing the walls go up and rafters being erected. Steve Beyer, vice president of the Noble Initiative Foundation, said they have raised over $1.6 million toward their $2.3 million goal. We also are anticipating a rather significant gift that's going to come through yet this year. Uh, we can't officially announce that, but we're at the point where we are sure that we've got our construction costs covered. We still have a lot of fundraising that we need to do because the board wants to have the money in place that we can cover initial operating and startup costs. Barb Beyer, secretary of the Noble Initiative Foundation, said by giving to the Child Development Center, people are investing in the community. If we can keep our children in Griswold, in the Griswold community, through the daycare, we will be right across the street from the school that will keep them in the school Uh, We'll eliminate some of the open enrollment out because part of that issue is daycare. We will provide that daycare and it will be great for the community. It will also be some economic development things. We'll have employment for people. We will allow people who have in the past had to turn down jobs, turn down job promotions because of childcare. That's going to free them up to take those jobs and take those promotions 
and in turn, they will have more money to invest in our community. The Child Care Center will provide year-round child care, including full-time, drop-in, and before and after school care. The center will be located south of the Griswold Elementary School and is designed with four child care rooms to accommodate children from six weeks old to four years old. An official groundbreaking is tentatively scheduled for March. Anyone interested in investing in this project can contact any of the board members, and you can find more information online at nobleinitiativefoundation.org. The Noble Initiative Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit. We can't thank the community enough for supporting this project. And it's not just the community of Griswold, but it's people who have ties from Griswold. We've had investments come from all over the country, from alumni and friends of alumni, from businesses. And we just can't thank them enough for helping this dream come true. And we certainly wish them a very Merry Christmas. The Griswold Child Care Development Center is just one part of a larger project. Steve Byer said they are developing eight and a half acres on the east side of Harrison Street to also include 17 to 18 housing lots and a stormwater retention basin. I'm Mandy Bellings reporting. Mandy, thank you. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.